Hello and welcome to episode four of The Break, where every week we'll discuss three topics that range from anything that happened behind the scenes and off the court, as well as helping you guys navigate the world of NBA Twitter. And our third segment that will focus on the possibilities and predictions of things to come. Today we'll be looking at Ben Simmons' amazing start to the season and see how he's stacking up to other all-stars in their early seasons. Aaron Gordon's also looking great through his first six games for the Magic, and we'll see if he can keep riding this wave uh, all year. And finally, we'll get into the topic of NBA and see if they'll ever loosen their stance on marijuana being a banned substance. Thanks for listening today, guys. I'm Megan Engels, and joining me, as always, to give their take on this season is Phil Buello and Justin Rowan. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, we, we almost should have saved all, all our Halloween stuff for this week. I, I think that would have been a little more fitting, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many more puns I could pull pull out. I don't know if that was uh, an enjoyable... It was definitely a scary experience. <laughs> the, the quality was rough to start out, so maybe we, not extending it to two weeks might be the right play. Yeah, we don't want to scare people too much. <laughs> Did we lose Phil? Phil, we can't hear you. Oh, sorry. I was just <laughs> laughing at my own punny jokes because I was literally... Phil, aren't you in tech support? What the heck? I'm in tech support. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a better punny joke, and the, the best thing I could say was calling uh, Megan Rapunzel. I just wanted itself. to drop the terrible pun. His headset just turned itself on once he started going. It was like, I can't subject other people to this. And it was right <laughs> for doing so. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I need some self-control sometimes um, in life. All right. Now, I know we're only six games into the season, but is it just me or does it feel like a lot longer than just six games? I mean, as a Cavs fan, yes, the season has dragged <laughs> on and on and on and it's been exhausting. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing only because it's like already injuries, already people are looking towards the playoffs and it's just, I don't know, it. I can't handle the Memphis Grizzlies being on top of the West. There's just something about it, man. I just like I love how right. badly that annoys you. Like that the Grizzlies really just get under your skin just for being good. Because the, is it because they don't blow it up and, and it, you, it, you it, just it's hate the it? Anti Phil team. They're not building like I tend to forget about teams once they start being good. It's like uh, once my little children have all grown up and gone out, I'm just like, oh, I don't pay attention to you anymore. But the Grizzlies, it's like, well, you've been hearing me. I've been saying they should rip it up for years, right? And the fact that they're not and they're winning and winning convincingly uh, has bothered me. But I'm still happy for Memphis because they're a good sports town. You like to have difficult (laughs) children to look after because you think that they need you. Is it something? And then once they start getting good, you're like, they don't need me anymore. I don't think they. the the rest of this part is just going to be diving deep into Phil's psychological. I don't think they ever needed me. And I think that's the problem. Like, like, I feel like you want to be needed in life. And the Memphis Grizzlies are always doing their own thing. See, the show already is scary, delving into uh, your deep fears. Oh, you don't want to do that. (laughs) All right. Now, again, I know we're only six games in, but Ben Simmons has had an amazing start so far. Is it too early for LeBron comparisons? A lot of people you can see hopping on Twitter and saying that, yeah, it's it's feeling a little LeBron-esque and that could be where he's going. Is it... 
Is it too early? Never too early. You can, you can compare anyone to anyone. Like you, you can do comparisons. I mean, oh, obviously sure. they're not the the same player, but um, it, it's evident that he has spent time working out with LeBron, and, and the, I mean they ha- they share the same agent. Uh, LeBron's been very supportive of him throughout his career, and, and they've worked out together. So it, it no, it, I think some of those comparisons are fitting because it it shows just how intelligent he is as a player and. That he's kind of acted as a bit of a sponge, uh, absorbing all, all the lessons that he's had available to him. Yeah, I think for sure. I think the mo- everyone's sort of looking at his uh, shooting and just his range of shots and um, even just the way he covers other players. And it's just, yeah, I think it is reminiscent of LeBron's early days. I mean, obviously he's now a well-rounded out player and you can't really compare their full games but i think the potential is there when you just look at his numbers and his shooting numbers i think for sure well i think already i mean if you look he had what the triple double in in his fifth game they said and that was like one of the um uh, soonest any player has ever done and look as a rookie or a second year guy who sat on the bench he's averaging 17.5 9 9.5 rebounds and 7.5 assists with 1.7 steals and shooting 50 percent like sure he doesn't shoot at all free throws or three-point shots or anything farther than a few feet from the basket, <laughs> which really hurts. I, I, I actually didn't realize till like this second watching his stats that his free throws were that bad, shooting 59%. Um, uh, but I mean, look, if you look at the rest of his numbers, I've seen All-Stars get into the All-Star game with, with less numbers. You know, like he, he's having a really good rookie season. And look, yes, you can compare anyone to LeBron, but body type skill type he's he, he's the closest anyone's come in a long time yeah well he's this is the stuff yeah. that i pulled up earlier he's only the second player in nba history to start their career with six games of at least 10 points five rebounds and five assists joining oscar robinson so obviously another he's in company with uh, another big name there yeah i i mean it- I, I think it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Like I think right off the bat, it, everyone wants to dive into comparisons and things like that. Um, but that brings backlash. That brings negativity. I, I think it can just be a positive. As I said before, it's good that he's taken advantage of the lessons that have been available to him. And uh, I, I think he's have off to a terrific start to his career. As Phil mentioned, he even though he is a rookie, and I, I hate that... Uh, redshirt players get classified as a rookie because it's such an advantage to be with the training staffs in the film rooms and stuff like that i mean he's 21 years old Uh, at that age lebron had already been in the league for three years and the next year he he took a team to the finals so i i mean he's not the next lebron but i i think you can obviously look at what he's done and and draw those comparisons and compliment him uh for reasons similar to to reasons why we praise lebron and for all those people uh, who uh, who didn't realize what Justin was talking about, the red shirt, um, you're basically talking about a player who who sat out his rookie season because of injury and then came back and was was reclassified a rookie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, I could say that in 21, but there's still a lot of players who come out of the league, like sorry, come into the league at 21, 22. Like, sure, he wasn't 18, but at the same point, like, I think just the sustained numbers he's had over the short term, like he still has that high ceiling projection like if you looked at him compared to any other rookie in oh without doubt i'm 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 not Mm -hmm. saying like this is his final form i mean i was very high on him as as we said in the previous pod uh he's my pick for rookie of the year partly because he did have that time off but i mean if he was in this draft he would have been the first overall pick he's a 
absolutely phenomenal talent. And watching him play, the thing that crossed my mind is I remember the hype when Ricky Rubio was coming into the league of how <laughs> he just had this incredible vision and is going to be one of the most fun players to watch. Ben Simmons is delivering on that same type of hype. I, I think it had kind of quieted down because he took time off. But his vision and his ability to understand the flow of the offense, it, it's unparalleled. Yeah, and sure. those moments where he's actually playing with Joel Embiid, the, the basketball IQ is so impressive for someone that's still fresh in the league and, and is so young. And, I mean, you, you hope they can stay healthy because the, if they can, like those two players are giving Philly fans what they've, what they've deserved after years and years of being in the bottom. Yeah, and I think, like you said, that's what stands out with him uh, most that you notice about just his play style. Like, he's just a good player all around. Like, that's just a natural skill level that comes with him, and he's just got that basketball IQ naturally that some people, you know, work really hard to get, and it's just you can tell when he's out there. He just, he's got a leg up that some other players don't. Yeah, uh, I, I, well, I mean, just as a, a, a as a closing thing to Justin's point, like we're we're talking about court vision, and I think his rebounding is really good. But do you guys not see like the defensive potential like I do? Because I actually think he moves really well, and his body type is going to turn him into a guy that yes, he has all that. But to me, what really made LeBron was he was able to bring it on the other side as well. And, and I just think a guy who's six ten, relatively long arms, that athletic. He's actually going to be a plus defender. I think that's going to be the real calling card on top of everything else. Because even if he never learns to shoot, he's only taken three threes all year. If he becomes like a like like a decent lockdown defender, I think that's going to be the uh, the real calling card. Because like um, him and Joel, uh, I love that phrase, decent lockdown defender. <laughs> decent. Well, I'm trying. I, I, if you're locked down, you're locked down. I'm trying but to yes, curb my hot takes, essentially, is what I'm saying. But but <laughs> I don't think it's a hot take. The guy's 6'11". <laughs> he moves like a guard. He's he's fantastic. Like, of course, there's defensive potential there. Um, I mean, he, he's still learning and understanding things, but compared to other rookies, and once again, film session, a year of film sessions, and learning, uh, learning the NBA from up close is going to benefit him but he does seem to have an understanding he does seem to have high basketball iq and i think when you see guys that understand the way players move offensively like ben simmons passes guys open like his passes are to where guys are going to be and he creates opportunities um as a result of that when you see players that understand the game to that level offensively it translates defensively because they recognize what other teams are doing so i and similar to LeBron, I mean, LeBron's best role has always defensively has always been as a free safety, snuffing people out. Uh, I think Ben Simmons absolutely has that type of potential on defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just going to move it a little bit in, a, well, same direction. Speaking of players that have been off to a good start, uh, I definitely think we need to talk about uh, Aaron Gordon and his start to the season and what he's done for the Magic so far. His Again, it's only been six games, but so far the numbers he's been putting up has been pretty pretty crazy as well. Do you guys see this lasting for the rest of the season? I mean, why not? Um, it, it might come down to earth. In a short, bit. yeah, I, why not? <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I don't necessarily believe in his jump shot, uh, to at least to this level. Um, but he's such a dynamic player. Like I, I, I think he can absolutely st- sustain this and I think a big part of what's held him back in the past was playing out of position, and 
um, with the Magic really being a kind of bare bones organization at this point in terms of talent on the roster, um, it's it's enabled him to to play his way, his style, and I, I think that he, that's a big part of why they are winning so much so far this year. So you don't think he's going to continue to shoot seventy three percent from three point land? Is what you're not necessarily. So, not necessarily. Uh, so maybe drop down to like sixty eight or something, and and kind of curve yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, right now, averaging close to twenty four points and ten rebounds. I mean, this is another guy who's putting up all star numbers. And I agree. Like as much as people will kind of look at him and be like, "I oh, can play small forward," he can play small forward. I'm like, eh. I've always thought he's a better stretch for, and I think now with Jonathan Isaac being quite thin, it's kind of forcing that issue. Like, I I feel this whole team has gone from being a laughing stock to somehow figuring out. Like, like Fournier decided to wake up. Um, uh, uh, Vucevic is is now hitting consistent threes. Like, this is a weird team that's drafted really terribly for years, and just one of them has decided to wake up and it's just this strange situation but i kind of like it after poaching frank vogel from indiana after uh grabbing their gm from uh milwaukee uh, the name's looting me now but um i don't know they're building right from the top down but do you guys actually think this is a team that's building in the right direction or just having a lucky one young guy and it's going to be one of those teams where everyone's just waiting for him to leave yeah i that would be my take on it. I think sort of he, I think he should use this opportunity to just sort of keep perfecting his game and just getting better and then see what other opportunities open up. Because, I mean, you can only be so good on certain teams, right? You really sometimes need other players to level you up and build off of and just get your game better, I think. Right. And, and I mean, I think they took a step in the right direction compared to last season. I mean, look at them at the start of last season. They had Serge Ibaka playing at the four, Gordon out of position at the three. And even when Ibaka was off, they, they were playing a lot of Jeff Green at the four. It, it's just a mess. So I, I think they, they finally have gone young for the most part, and that's a positive. Um, they might benefit from being a little worse than they've been right now because they do still need high-end talent. And I don't think they necessarily are going to be a player in free agency. If if someone's signed in, signing in Florida, they're going to sign in Miami. Um, but, I, I mean, it's, it's a positive. It's a step in the right direction, but I'm not optimistic about the team's future. Although they are 4-1, uh, and one, and for the first time we'll probably ever say all year, are leading the Eastern Conference. So... <laughs> We, uh, we got to give the Magic some props. Just, hey, they beat the Cavs. <laughs> they beat the Cavs. And look, uh, 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 for what Meg was saying, like I think it'll be interesting him wanting to leave. But I don't think there's ever been a player after a rookie contract who said no to a, you know, close. Well, the they Mac don't get a deal. choice. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, he could hold out for like like a few yes uh, less years or something. I, I mean, I hate that whole situation. Uh, like I understand it how they want. You know, players to hold on to their talent, but I don't know if I agree with it 100%. I, you you hate that situation, but then you hate players teaming up like Golden State. If te- if Elite <laughs> Power is able to leave I, right I, away, I'm just an NBA they, hater. They're not learned this that. by now. But it's just I I like when guys team up, but not unfairly. And when the, okay, 
find we went them. Over this, <laughs> but how do you no define that? How do you define Iceland that? Teams are bad. We, oh, it's it's great that, that these guys teamed up. It's great that these three players teamed up, but all of a sudden they had this fourth player step up internally and now become a great player. So yeah, no, now those th now those three shouldn't be together. Maybe I shouldn't be an NBA GM, but this is how I view the league. <laughs> and I think Aaron Gordon making max money on this team is just going to make for uh, you know. A, a bottom third team in the East eventually. Like, I uh, I just don't see this team. I mean, they're there now. They're a bottom well, I mean, as well, team. when you've got good players like this and the rest of the team's not great, it's not really fun to watch the whole thing. You want to see them with better players. Like, you want to see them on a team that you actually want to watch. I mean, no offense to the Magic. Well, but. I like Jonathan Isaac, <laughs> well, so at least of. they have him, which is kind of interesting. But it's like uh, Vucevic, I like, he's nice. Like, I just don't see people really PVRing magic games <laughs> too much like oh. i mean compared to well, unless you're a terrence ross you know, fan what? but then <laughs> what else you've got going on and i think that's yeah i think that's it i think he would definitely be better off uh moving up and moving up and on i don't think he would um i'm gonna switch this conversation and we're gonna talk about so david stern former nba commissioner came out and said that marijuana shouldn't be a banned substance. I think this has definitely been something that's been talked about for a bit, but to have a big name like him come out and say it, I think now it's carrying a little bit more weight. What What do you guys, what are you feeling on that? I'm feeling, I'm hearing uh, J.R. Smith uh, smiling ear to ear right now for, uh, uh, for non-related reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, I, I heard that it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's... It's still crazy to me that um, alcohol is so socially acceptable um, in comparison to marijuana. Um, you players win the championship and they're spraying champagne all over themselves, but they they can't toke up. It's it's funny to me, and obviously public perception is changing more and more. Um, it you don't want players to to be high on the court or anything like that but you you also don't want them to be drunk on the court so if they're showing up in that state if i'm an opposing coach to, um, then, then, i'd be more than happy with them being that way <laughs> well some players have said that they play better on it and, and that's helped them out but um but again, i mean that's a personal preference like you there's i think there's a lot of research done that says marijuana is definitely not um performance enhancing it's not like a different yeah performance enhancing drug. no no exactly. of course it's, not it's more a mental state i think for some people and especially it's just a comfort thing so i think on that part that you know argument has already been de long and debunked that it's actually not a performance uh, well, <laughs> well, yeah I, I don't think that there was ever that claim but um i i mean there's just more and more knowledge about it and Obviously, they, they, people understand now that there's different strands and that there's medical benefits and, and it does help healing and recovery. Um, there's CBD, which doesn't have the, the THC um, content, so it, it's, a, it's a completely different experience. So um, I think there's more and more understanding and um, public perception is pushing towards it being legalized, which, I mean, the, the reasons for it being demonized and, and illegal um, had nothing to do with the, the effects of the drug itself um it it was more about racial profiling and there was a lot of other dark reasons behind that if you really dig into the history which we don't need to go into now but um it, it's ridiculous and it's it's positive that someone like david stern is coming out and, and changing his stance and changing his view because uh it wasn't too long ago that he he would be coming down on players for things like that and I, I don't 
I don't think he necessarily should be commended. It's not like it's, oh, it's brave that he's coming out because public perception is now at that point. Um, but it is still positive. Well, and he said that in his comment too. He said the reason when they really sort of tightened the rules around it was when it was this sort of terrifying thing and they were trying to put a big stigma on it and say that it's, you know, scare. And they're trying to scare people. Like that's when they really sort of tighten the rules around it. And he's just like, it's not like that anymore. And I think it does help as well that a lot of states um, have legalized it as well. I mean, you know, you go to Denver and it's legal there and it's everywhere. It's like flowing through the streets. So I'm sure, especially if more states start to pass it, uh, their legalization laws, it's just a little bit more acceptable as well, as you said, like with alcohol. And again, you wouldn't show up to a game drunk just as you probably shouldn't show up to a game high, but that's a whole different, I think that's a different argument that doesn't really have to do with this as soon as you said that, um, I was just picturing like uh, Nikola Jokic, like um, in this canoe, like, like uh, going down this stream of cannabis, in, and then Ruby like, "I love here." <laughs> no, but um, I think that uh, there, there's also something to be said of how Stern came in, and and uh, some people may be too young to remember this, but in the '80s, the NBA actually had a big cocaine problem oh, and, and a big drug problem, so. It's also trying to make sure that it keeps its kind of squeaky clean um, image because, you know, like how they reacted to that, uh, the malice in the palace and all things like this, like the NBA. And the dress code. Like state, yeah, Stern was very, exactly. very, very conscious of not, I mean, it, it's not PC to say it, but he didn't want the elite to seem too black. And, and it, as I said, it was the stigma and things like that. And um, when you look at the just kind of the profiles of the players that that was the way it was and that's why i'm not jumping on stern with praise for this because he was yeah. very conscious of what the the image was and, although it's two very oh, different we don't want we don't want these was... guys wearing baggy clothes and smoking weed and things like that and and that was his motivations at the time yeah. and as we become more and more enlightened and have a better understanding we realize just how ridiculous all of that is oh absolutely absolutely yeah. I would agree with that. I think that's probably a good note to end off on. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in today and uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the basketball weekend and week. Uh, looking forward to the, how the rest of the next six games at least is going and see how far we get then. Uh, make sure you catch up with us next week uh, where we'll be covering all the latest stories of basketball and the NBA. And don't forget to head over to pressbasketball.com to follow all of our original content as well as following, following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Press Basketball. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Phil, for joining me once again. And we'll catch up with you guys again next week. No problem. Hashtag I'll trade your favorite player. <laughs> Peace.